Hey y'all, and welcome to the Parkies Podcast. My name is Allison, and I am the host of this podcast, coming at you with another new episode today. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. I interview Renee and Tim Mullins. They are a married couple who I work with uh, here in Maine, and they have a really unique story in that they worked in the business world in corporate America for a while, the beginning half of their careers, and then they kind of slowly began to realize that that wasn't what they wanted, and so they made a plan and eventually quit their jobs, got in an RV, and have been working seasonal life ever since. So I think you'll really enjoy hearing what prompted them to leave their 9 to 5 and uh, why they enjoy living at living out of an RV. They also have a lot of manager shout outs in this episode and so you'll hear a lot about the cool places they've worked uh, through that. There is another Iowa reference in this episode and as an Iowan I could not be more excited so you'll have to look out for that. We also talk a lot, not a lot, but we touch on finances and the financial aspect of making seasonal life work, which I think is super cool because working park jobs and seasonal jobs, you don't have consistent cash flow like working a nine to five. And so you have to be a little more creative and intentional with what you do with your money. And so I love that. Uh, Tim and Renee touched on that and we were able to uh, discuss that a little bit. One of the things we do touch on in this episode is called the FIRE movement. So FIRE stands for Financial Independence Retire Early and that is a movement in which people uh, invest a large portion of their income into different investment accounts and then retire around 30, 40 depending on their how well their investments are doing and then only just live off the their inf- investment accounts and the compound interest that is building through those investment accounts. And so we'll touch on that and other stuff in the episode. So y'all, um, finances aren't your thing. There's still plenty of fun stories about working at the Grand Canyon and Dollywood and up here in Maine. So y'all buckle up and let's hop right in. So I am here with Renee and Tim, some of my coworkers. So why don't y'all, um, I guess, introduce yourselves and say where you're from. Oh, I'm Renee Mullen. Um, I was born in Ohio, raised in uh, Fort Myers, went to University of Tampa, bachelor's in education, ended up in the business world for about 20 years, and then retired early to full-time RV with my husband. Nice. And the husband is? Oh, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Tim. Uh, Originally born in Massachusetts. And I found myself down in Florida where we met in Tampa. And also had a business background. University of South Florida. Oh, went to the University of South Florida. There you go. All right. (laughs) Nice. So the reason I was interested in interviewing you two for... The podcast is because you're kind of like in between you're at an interesting age where you're too young to be like the normal retiree crowd but you're also not in that early 20s um scene so i was just sort of wondering wait, wait, wait. you're kind of calling us old but not really old is that what i'm hearing we're borderline old yeah we're kind of weird aren't we we're yeah like a, weird <laughs> a little bit weird yes. you yes. know it's true it's not it's not typical i guess that's true yeah, yeah you're right so you know i feel like between 35 and like 55 there's not a ton of like rv or parkies yeah i got five more years till i'm average no but that's right i think you're right we don't see a lot of people either like that either it seems to be more the college age or after college before you figured out what you're going to do or Mm -hmm. after you've already figured it all out and you're ready to to retire so um yeah that's true yeah so i was just wondering how y'all made that jump and was it just sort of it hit you one day or was it more of a gradual building sort of thing that's a it's a really good question i think it's probably a combination we um you know we we went the traditional way went to school graduated got jobs we didn't have kids and so we focused 
pretty much 100% on our corporate jobs and um, spent a lot of time there, met a lot of good people, had a lot of great experiences, but never really felt fulfilled. Like that wasn't fulfilling, it was a corporate job. And I've always been uh, an outdoor guy. I grew up with my family, we went camping as, as kids and, and always outside. And, and so I think I always had that in the back of my mind that this wasn't gonna be forever, that at some point we were gonna make a change. And so we started talking about it and we kind of came up with like a- We had like a five year plan. Five or 10 year plan. And we, we said, weren't necessarily yeah. gonna RV. We just said we were gonna take a year hiatus right. from our jobs and do something different. We didn't even know what that was at the time, but just plan, I save. think it was even more than five years because we, we, we were saving some money because we wanted to be able to say, go do this without having to worry about making the same money that we made before. Oh, yeah. And, um, uh, and the funny thing is we kind of held to it. Like usually what happens, something gets in the way, promotion at work or this happens or that, and you kind of get off that. But we held to it and the, the time came and we said, are we gonna do this or not? Right? Yeah, I remember we met with our financial advisor, and he's like, "Oh, you guys are ahead. You're ahead." Like every year, we were really motivated to like save and plan. And uh, then one day, he, I had never camped. My family did not camp. They weren't outdoorsy at all. And he said, "Hey, what if we like just got a travel trailer and just traveled for a year and didn't work, and rented our house out?" And we thought that was crazy. And then I had some changes at work that. I I was going to give my notice, but we had some layoffs at work, and I was like, my department, my whole department pretty much was in the third round of layoffs, and uh, I got a severance package, and then um, he was going to work, what, the extra eight months to a year? We had like a time. We like had a time we were going to leave. We were each going to oh, be a certain okay. age, and we said at that point, we can make the decision based on our plan to leave or stay, right? And course it ha things happened a little early at her job and I told her I said you know now's the time to do it so I, I resigned he was 40 yeah. and yeah. I was 44 we so bought, pretty young yeah we yeah. bought a little travel tiny 20-foot travel trailer and we decided we're gonna do a loop around the country and just okay. every so often travel and do that kind of thing that was it and we're gonna go back and kind of go back to the old old life after that hmm. but along the way well, we kept, people kept trying to hire us. So they're like, oh, are you work campers? And we didn't even know what that was. Like even in Acadia, all the national parks we went to, people are like, oh, you know, I'd hire you tomorrow. What, you know, do you want to serve? Do you want to oh, do that? Wow. Like we'd sit at bars and talk to people about different things. It seems like bars were always involved when we met people. <laughs> or always at a bar yeah. or hiking. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so we were like, oh my gosh, this is a thing. So we started looking at workcampers.com and coolworks.com. And one day, I think we're having a bottle of wine or something, and Tim said, what if we just went home, bought a motorhome maybe on the way home, mm -hmm. like traded the R pod, the little travel trailer, and we're just go home and sell everything we own and just hit the road. And I'm like, okay. I mean, literally, like I was just like, all right. Like, so we called our families, and we told them what we were going to do, and they thought we were probably lost our minds, like totally lost our minds. Our friends, too. A couple of our friends were like, oh, you have such a good marriage. Why do you want to ruin it by spending so – I mean, just that, like, the living in 200 square feet and yeah. working together and living together, like, they thought it would be too much. But obviously, we're on six years, so. So, um, you know, kind of crazy, right? We, we, we knew we wanted to do something like this. We just didn't know what it was going to be. We had such a good time traveling around, visiting all the national parks, and we would interact with people that were doing the work that we were interested in, you know, guiding or... Uh, Working out of visitors. Whatever center. it was, and we're like, this is great. We could do this. Why can't we do this? And, you know, I've always been an outdoors person. We talked about it. I always went hiking and, and all that kind of stuff, and I thought, why can't I do this? So we did. We sold everything, and... Um, we bought a motor home, only 30 feet, so not a whole lot bigger than the one we had, but plenty of room for us. We had a couple dogs. And a cat. And a cat. Brought the dogs and the cat. And it's a lot of hair. Went that back, is a lot of hair and <laughs> RV. Went back to St. Petersburg, Florida, had a house we had rented to a friend, sold it, sold everything we owned. I think in six or seven weeks, yeah. we sold the house, sold both cars, bought an RV, yeah. bought a Jeep, found a job and we were at the Grand Canyon in yeah, five, so, five days. They're like, can you be here in uh, three days? We're like, no, how about five days? So once we decided <laughs> to sell everything, I started kind of looking for, like, well, we're gonna go spend a, a season somewhere, let's go find a job. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, Grand Canyon was hiring, um, the National Park Service has a partner there. Um, it's like a... Grand Canyon Association. Yeah, it's like a non-profit. non-profit. But it works with Also the, like Friends of Acadia. Right, yes. right. Okay. Same thing. It's, okay. it's like a partner of the park. And they were hiring for the visitor center on the North Rim. And we're like, this sounds great. Perfect. Right up our alley. And so we applied for the job, got hired um, right away. And they said, can you be here? What was in it? a like, few, like, like a few days. And we're like, no, we're in Florida. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And we hadn't really done all the things. Like the house was going to close and sell. And this was oh. going to happen. We were, so we had, to, but everything worked out. And we were able to get there pretty close to. I think we were there in like six days. Yeah. Something ridiculous. So the first big trip was Florida to Arizona in the motorhome. And getting up there as fast as we can and uh, we had a fantastic uh, summer in the Grand Canyon. Yeah and we realized that groceries were three hours round trip to Kanab, Utah so we would bring like the dogs and we'd have to like day board them somewhere because it was so hot in the valley and we'd bring like coolers and get like two weeks worth of food and um but yeah the north rim is rural. It's remote. It is. I worked at the south rim. Okay. And that's like you're in the city. Yeah, there's everything going. It's, it's like Disney World of yeah. <laughs> like yeah. five hundred thousand people visit the North Rim, and like four million people visit the South Rim. We loved like the North yeah. Rim, and we both got to hike rim to rim, which was like really yes. cool. Yeah, so we Very did a lot cool. of hiking, met a lot of great people that we still have contact with, um, and mm-hmm. of course, it was a pub on the North Rim. A little secret: there's an employee mm-hmm. pub on the if North Rim. If it's still there. And we could walk over there and get dollar craft beers and dollar sliced pizza. And the only TVs for an hour. Yeah. Are at the wow. North Rim. Yeah. Even wow. if you came, let's you know how you get people to come here to Acadia, and they're like, "Hey, we're, Ohio State's playing so and so. This is going to happen more this fall. Oh, okay. Where can I watch the game? Forty five like, minutes away. You're like, you're on, you're on vacation. What do you care about the game? But they do, right? So you go to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Football's apparently important to right. some people. Football, right. Football, <laughs> right. We don't want to hike. We want to watch the football game. So we go to the Grand Canyon, and there is nothing for anybody. Yeah. But we had a place, if we wanted to, at the employee pub, which was kind of cool, right? Yeah. yeah. That's where you really got to meet people and, and get to build those relationships. And we could walk to the rim of the canyon, which was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And so that was the first job, and that was the first experience, and we were pretty much hooked after that. Yeah, your employee pub story just reminds me. There was an employee pub when I worked in Glacier, and one time some bridesmaids after a wedding like didn't want their night to be done, so they ended up joining us in the employee I pub. I think we invited a couple we people before. Had, people yeah. were like, I will give you money. I have to watch the basketball game, or I have to watch the football game. It was always about the sports thing. We're like, all right, we'll try to sneak you in, and don't <laughs> just act like you work here. That's you know, it. so that did happen one time, actually. But we played, like, we, we played uh, volleyball tournaments. It was... We have the beach na- volleyball. The National Park Service. So the cool thing about being RVers is the National Park Service, probably in most of the parks, but definitely in the Grand Canyon, had a specific campground for mm-hmm. National Park employees. So if you okay. had your own, they also did housing, but if you had your own RV, like we did, and you want to be a little independent from the housing, you could park there. It was a beautiful campground and, and all the services that you needed, laundry and, um, and, and access to that pub. And so it was great. So we played volleyball every Yoga. Yeah, it was really fun. Hiking. We had a great time. Ranger talks. Yeah. We did it all. Low key. We worked the visitor center. So we would provide uh, information on trails and what to do while you're there. And um, we sold. We also sold books. books and, and it's like a bookstore. And um, so it was great. We got to really work with the park service and kind of, it was a good time. Well, that's nice too because then in your off time, the hiking can inform your work. That's what it did. Yeah. And we would actually go do all the hikes, even the ones just to make sure we could. And we also drove, we have a Jeep Wrangler, and so we would take it on the remote uh, Jeep roads in the, in the way out. And people, because everybody wanted to go do that. And so mm-hmm. we would, we had the Wrangler, so it was perfect for that. We would go way remote. And uh, a lot of the, the um, Rangers didn't do that. So they would always refer to us and say, oh, these guys have been there. Really? Yeah, oh, the yeah, Rangers wouldn't do that? Uh, a lot of them did. A lot of them were like, you know, they're geologists and they're. Um, and they kind of do their interp talks and things like that, but they're not necessarily hiking everywhere or going out on there. We would work four a days. A couple of them did. Some did. We worked four days on, three days off, so on their three days off, we were gone. Oh, okay. We explored Utah. everywhere. Mm-hmm. All the parks in Utah, everywhere we could go, we would go explore on those three days off. We would spend the night sometimes in the campground or throw a tent up or, or even just at a hotel or something every once in a while. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Did you all go to Lake Powell you were there? We did. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I visited there. That was really fun. Yeah, we took a boat ride on Lake Powell through the slot canyons. Oh, yeah? yeah. Really cool. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, we, I think we pretty much went to 
so many national monuments and so many national parks in that that period. Like twenty six, I think I counted the other day. Because we just have like you know we'd have three days off in a row, so we would go somewhere somewhere. New. Oh, I thought you meant like with no, the year. Oh, with the yeah, year we yeah. traveled and that year, I think we've yeah. been to like. But even like all the monuments, like um, think of all the different monuments in the Cedar area. Cedar There's so much and... to do in that area. There's mm-hmm. Monument Valley and all the Utah parks. And, yeah, it was a good time. That whole area is great. So yeah. y'all traveled for a year and then you're like. Let's do this forever, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Funny story. I I told my parents, like, this was the lifestyle we wanted. And I think mm-hmm. we have, were, all, like, on year three. And I was talking to my dad. And he goes, all right, so when are you guys going to, like, go back to real life? Like, when are you going to get jobs again? And I'm like, well, we have jobs. Well, when are you going to get a real job? Well, these are real jobs. They're well, just not, I mean, like, you know. I don't know the percentages, of people that do what we do it's got to be mm-hmm. small i would think but yeah. most people have you know a home base and have a house and they go to the office and they raise a family and that's just not us and, and we yeah. never did that anyway and we decided let's just do what we're doing so yeah. yeah yeah that's awesome so if you don't mind me asking have you heard of the fire movement yes yes yeah. so yes, so it's financial independence retire early is yes. that what y'all did you like invest a lot to yes like supplement your income when yes. you quit. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. So the fire I'm movement. Interested how financially? Because like it being seasonal, it's kind of feast and famine throughout right. the year. Right. So. Yeah. So you know, I we kind of think we have it pretty pretty good because we spent almost twenty years in a in a in a sort of a corporate world where based on our we went to school for mm-hmm. and we didn't have children and we were pretty relatively and by choice we didn't have right because right, right, a lot right. of people were like oh i'm sorry i'm like no we really well, decided I come, <laughs> yeah i come from like we're a big like, catholic family where there's kids everywhere and i was like okay i don't think i want to have kids you know? <laughs> yeah i yeah we just forgot that part pretty on much. purpose had, had <laughs> too, <laughs> we had too much fun you know we were selfish i guess but no regrets either. plenty of kids in my family and, and nephews and nieces and all that so we're good with that although when we're old and nobody comes to visit us maybe we'll be sad at that point but right now you we're just gotta bribe the nieces and nephews. We, we, well but we do. We i do. worked at an assisted living play um home when i was in college and half those people nobody came their own kids and yeah, they didn't have a lot of visitors. Some of them did. So you never know. So I'm like, I can't make a decision because of right, that. Right, But that wasn't the reason. We just thought it wasn't for us. And uh, but um, but yeah, so familiar with the fire movement. That wasn't really a, a, a coined term when we started. That's come on okay. since then. And it's, I think it's, just financial independence was more of. A, well, and the fire movement is is become pretty popular mm-hmm. recently. You've obviously you've heard of yeah. it. Yeah. You know? So we um, yeah we had a, a financial plan along with a time horizon, and we were relatively frugal i mean we weren't like we were we saved we had a fun i mean that's my background is finance okay so that helps you know but we um so we put a financial plan together and we worked towards it we we spent we did it was like we said this is so we can decide not to do this and still feel comfortable so we're in a good position because we we work seasonally and that pays for a lot of our expenses but we can supplement it and Mm. not feel like we're struggling or we can still go do the things we want to do. You know, we can have the motor home. We can, mm-hmm. you know, make decisions and we can, and, and whatever. And we're not, we're not stressed, stressed about it. We don't, yeah. there's a lot of people like the movie, no, no man land, no, no mad land. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you feel bad because they actually, their livelihood is a hundred percent and they're older. Most of them that, mm-hmm. based on, you know, working at the different seasonal jobs and if they don't have it, they're, they're in trouble. And yeah. so, and it, that's a lot of seasonal work, but when you're younger, it's a little bit different than when you're, obviously older yeah when you're younger you don't really have to worry about health expenses yeah i don't know just stay healthy that's what i say and you're kind of figuring things out still right Mm -hmm. you don't know exactly what you're going to do when you're younger your your mindset's different so if you're roughing it it's okay when you're older and you've thought oh now it's kind of tough it's a little different i think so we recommend trying to get yourself set up during that time period so when you are older you're not struggling so much where it's really, really difficult. And the only way to do that is to have some sort of financial plan, right? Put some money away. Don't just, don't just spend it all. And over time, you know, we're financial people. Over time, the, the little bit that you put away adds on top, you know, it gets invested, adds on top. Before you know it, it grows into a lot, lot more that makes it more comfortable. But, I mean, we have met a lot of work campers, though, that they live week to week sure, and month to can. month. And they're happy. Yeah, you can. And sure. they don't want it any other way. right. right. Um, and it doesn't stress them out. Mm -hmm. Like some people have that personality where like they're okay with it. Like we had a couple, 
we did a um, campground in Cape Cod reservations one time and uh, I think their air conditioning broke and we felt so bad because they could not fix it and it was hot and it was summer and I think eventually maybe they did but they were fine they were just like we would rather live this way and they were so much fun we loved hanging out with them yeah it's just they didn't care and that's great I mean that's yeah right I don't know that would work for us we wanted to not not be in that position but we you know a lot of people are so I took a lot of cold showers the first year and the fact that I was happy (laughs) still is that says a lot yeah yeah Yeah. that's awesome so I'm interested in the RV aspect as well because a lot of people I've interviewed like they just do they either find their own housing or they have um, employee housing right so how's been being in the RV like do you love it is it a pain to move like so what's that like I think having your own home that's movable like that so while you don't have a lot of stuff it's we've got rid of everything that we ever had you know sold we don't have storage or anything but wow yeah we we, at first we kept the storage unit because we didn't know how this was going to go and then we sold it and said we don't need it so you don't have a lot of things but having a 30-foot motorhome which is relatively small believe it or not now if you've never rv'd before you're like that's giant Mm -hmm. but most people have these 40-foot big homes and so we wanted to stay nimble so we can drive our motor home and pretty much going we can go off-grid camping we can go into national parks state parks pretty much under 35 feet but 30 feet's even better um so we're at that happy medium where we can have enough stuff full kitchen full bathroom full bedroom and plenty of space for the two of us that we think you live in a lot of outside anyway and so we love it because we take everything with us we have our own personal space and we can you know we, we don't and it feels like home, even right. though it's small. Right. You know, you have like your bed, and when you your get home, right? Yeah, and you feel like this. It's almost like a little mini condo. Yeah, you have a little oh, yes. kitchen. You have all the utensils, and, you and have I your cook a lot. And, I cook all the time, and we like it. And and it gives us the ability to tour around too, in between. So we can go. Let's go take this route, travel around, and go visit that area. You park your motor home in a campground and enjoy the camp. Or we stay in people's driveways sometimes. Surf. We call it driveway surfing. Yeah. <laughs> Just pull up That's and. Like, we have a generator and batteries, and it's like we can probably boon. They call it boondocking mm-hmm. when you're off grid. We can probably go almost a week with our tanks and stuff. You water have to be tanks. careful on how much water use you use because everything yeah. gets in a tank and then you dump your tanks out, mm-hmm. and you have your batteries in it, and then you can run the generator to charge your batteries. But excuse me, we prefer state parks and national parks and Army Corps of Engineers. Yes, yeah, those are beautiful places, and that's what we like. There's a lot of commercial parks where you park and it's, you know, it's kind of like a parking lot. We do that socially. It's fun and we meet a lot of people, but we prefer the, the, the national parks and state parks and, and our recording. And if you're too big, you just, like, there's a lot of times I'll go to book sites and we're, we get in because the site says 30 feet or under. Mm-hmm. You know, then you're going to, like, beautiful places. You can go hiking. You can go biking. You can kind of be outside. You can do your campfires and we love it. That's what we love. It, it, the, the RV parks are nice because you meet a lot of people that do it long term, mm-hmm. but we prefer the, the campgrounds. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Would you ever want a home base at some point, or do you think you like <sighs> the a RV? Because I've thought about, I know I'm not cut out for full RV, but I think I could do it if I had like a, I don't know, a condo to go back to. And I to think a lot time. of people do that. Yeah. So I think our thing is that like we're gone, we want to be gone like about eight months a year. So we go back to Florida because our friends and family are there. And he does CPA work in the winter. Mm -hmm. Um, But the hassle of being a landlord or renting is kind of... We rented our house the first year we were gone Mm -hmm. to a friend. Sorry, Zach, if you ever hear this. (laughs) Did not really... He was a bachelor and just didn't really take care of the house. And we left it furnished and... We got back and it was not really in great shape. And so we were thinking yeah. to ourselves, well, if somebody we know isn't going to take care of the place, it's going to be hard to rent to somebody we don't know. So we just, mm-hmm. in our minds, being a landlord is kind of not what we want. And even if we were to buy a place, I don't think like Florida is where we would probably want to so, buy a place. So 
the question wasn't, do you want to, like, landlord? So you could have a place and not rent it. Right. Yeah. We could do that. But then that's a big cost. Yeah. That's true. You know, that's a big cost to keep a place. Because a lot of people that would do this would say you can make some money, Airbnb it, and then when you want right. to be there, you can be there. That's another way to supplement your lifestyle. And that is true. Yeah. Depends on where you buy it. Depends on what it is. There's a lot of factors. Now, I'll tell you this. On We're at a point where we have aging parents. Mm. And so... There will Hi, be. Mom and Dad. Yeah, <laughs> you're aging. Sorry. There probably will be some time where we will have to spend some, you know, we'll want to, obviously, mm-hmm. but we'll spend time and, and maybe at that point we'll want to have a home base because maybe we're in a place, in, we're, in, we're somewhere where the weather's not good at that time or in Florida, especially. And so we think that could happen at some point. And that does affect a lot of people that do what we do, especially if they're at our age, which is a, an age that is before you're in that part where your parents are getting a little bit older and they're at some point they might need you to a little more help or, or be around. So we're kind of, that's kind of where we're at. We're, we're not sure we might end up buying something when that, that takes place or when there's a need for us to do that. Right. Okay. I guess. Or we, we don't could know. just, or we could just stay with them. Yeah, we I don't mean, know. I don't know. We, don't know. Yeah. we just, and we don't know where we would want to be besides Florida. There's so many amazing places that it's like, how do you even make a decision about that? But I think I would be, like, completely happy in a tiny home. I mean, if I had 400 square feet going from 200 square feet, I would feel like it's the Taj Mahal. So I don't need, like, a big place. But we we own our RV outright, so we don't pay for housing except for the campgrounds. So what we'll do is we'll go to an Airbnb uh, for three or four weeks in Florida. Or we'll go to a hotel every once in a while and get out of the RV and get a break. Yeah, we rent a house in Florida. And then you spend some money on housing at that point, you know, Mm -hmm. because we're not paying it throughout the year. We rent a house for about a month at least every winter in Florida just to take the RV in, get spread... Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. spread out, just have a house for a while. It's a win-win. They get services and does things, and we get to chill out and have a house for a while. And then we'll have vacations, like... We went away in April to a condo for a week, or we'll just, like, rent places. So instead of owning something, the flexibility is we can just, every once in a while, rent something, and then you're not spending the money on the the permanent place, but you're spending on an Airbnb or a hotel periodically. Instead of taxes, insurance, like, all that, we just spend it on VRBOs or Airbnbs. So it's on a home base, like you were talking about, but Mm -hmm. it's... A way to get out of the RV a little bit too, but you're talking about like you want to be in this place, the same place, maybe a home base, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think we care about that. Mm-mm. Not now. Not yeah. now. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. No plans. Yeah. Zero. Yeah, um, I think it's great. So let's go back a little bit. So y'all were at the Grand Canyon, and then where did you go? Where, where? So you were at the Grand Canyon. How long was your season there? So we were there all summer, so almost... like June till October. Yeah, four or five months. And then, okay, so this one, Tim, decides every work camper has worked at Amazon. Do you know about this? Amazon has this work camper program. Yeah, Nomadland. We talked about that. Like, every work camper has worked there because it's decent money, Mm -hmm. and they pay overtime, and they pay 100% of your living usually. Like, so they paid for... So he's like, okay, I'm going to do Amazon. Well, I didn't do it because it was 10-hour shifts plus Mm -hmm. commute, and we had two dogs. So we just decided one of us was going to do it. And they paid 100% for us to stay at the KOA in Nashville near Opryland. Like, literally right near Nashville. And I had a friend there. So um, he's like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to do this because I want to see what it's all about. So he was a packer. Yep. So he was packing goods at Amazon, like you get in the mail. Mm-hmm. And so he comes home and he's like, yeah, I'm like at 160% fill rate. And he's like all proud of himself, right? Because they put yeah. up like the stats. So then he comes home like a week or two later and he's like, Oh, they moved me to heavy packing because I'm packing so fast. So then he was doing, like, dog food and Ooh. cases of water. And I was like, that's what you get for being an so, overachiever. So, <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> so when we first start this, you know, we're learning. We, we do a bunch of research. like, And mm-hmm. work camping is, is I mean, uh, Amazon is, like, the big work camping job to, to get. And... And people will do Amazon starting in September because Amazon in certain places would need seasonal help because before buying everything on Amazon was an everyday thing, 
seasonal online shopping was the big thing and it still is and so pre-christmas they would say we need people from september through december because everybody's going to buy their stuff online so they had a program called uh, amazon worker force work camping force or worker force so 100 percent paid so they pay for your campground which can be anywhere from 30 dollars a day to 100 dollars a day depending on what kind of campground you're in you know, so you some, could be like a bougie campground. Right. Yeah, we stayed at right. KOA in Nashville. I mean, it KO, was bougie. KOA is like that. That's what they they have all the fancy things, you know. So and it's right downtown Nashville where buy everything. And there was even like a transportation you could a get shuttle a, a shuttle to downtown. So this poor guy's working and I'm just like so, going to the you know, but, all so, the honky tonk bars by myself. So I had already <laughs> signed up for Amazon, which is a whole application process. So yeah. we left the Grand Canyon mid October. We had like a month. We traveled around some. We went into to uh, Utah, Utah, Arches. No, Colorado, Colorado. We went to Arches National. Yeah, Park. so we did a little bit. Then we went to Amazon in Tennessee, and um, it was our first experience of cold weather because it got below almost snowing. Yeah, I and mean, it was icy. So we had to learn the RV process of, of that. That was a process. You oh, know, water was... freezes and oh, all that yeah. stuff. We yeah. we don't know anything about that. Got to scrape your window. We're, you know, we lived in Florida before that. Just say, coming from Iowa and when I lived in Atlanta, that people would have experiences like that. And I'm like, you've never scraped your window? Yeah. Nope. No. Well, no. And people from Miami will come to Colorado and like struggle to put on their thick gloves. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, bless your heart. We had, yeah, we had, we had that. <laughs> that was yeah. probably us. And we, uh, <laughs> that's, that's good. but we met people in that, because what happens is a lot of the people in the campground are working at him, especially that time of year, because it's, oh, okay. and so we, I would carpool with people. It was like an hour drive. I would carpool and it was 10 hour days, five days a week. It was 45 minutes each way. Yeah. Ooh. And so it was like a 12 hour day and it was physical yeah. work. Yeah. So needless to say, he said he never has to work at Amazon again. Like he's done with that. Yeah. Like it was a once and done nine but, week. But of course, this one, as is typical with our life, she's out having fun, going to all the concerts, all the places, seeing everything. You went with me sometimes. Yeah, if I could stay awake, I was so tired. <laughs> this is the story of my life. You know, it's usually me doing this and she's out doing that. That's how it usually hey, works. Hey, I made my but money. But we're all happy. We're I made my happy. money that 20 years. Yeah. Oh. Good. We went to the drag show. It was a good time. That's yeah. right. See what I mean? That's yeah. a perfect drag example. shows. Then she like went down. Where'd you go? Booth Bay the other day, all day long. Yeah. yeah. That's usually, but anyway, she's got so a couple she more wanted, trips coming up. She wanted trips. to know. Oh, so. sorry, sorry. Amazon. Then yes. we went home, <laughs> and then the next summer, yes, we went to Cape Cod. Yes. And we did reservations. Well, hang our, on, hang on. The next summer, we were doing our research on where we're gonna go, mm-hmm. and I, um, I called Coastal Kayak, which is where we're working now. Yeah. And I talked to Glenn, the owner of Coastal Kayak, and about working at 106, the place we are talking right now. That's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> and we were like, you know, we could we could work at the shop because it was days four on, days three just days like Grand Canyon. Yeah. And uh, he's like, well, I already got people signed up for that, but I've got this other deal. And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe. So I said, but well, we have a dog. So what's the camp? So he's like, I don't know if I could do that because you got to go back to the campground. So he goes, well, I'll tell you what. If you're interested, we'll talk next year. Because we took a job in Cape Cod. We liked the manager there at, at Cape Cod. We're like, we think we, we like, love Tanya. We love Tanya. At Cape Cod, she, Maple Park Campground, yeah, if she, you need a work camping job. She definitely okay. talked to us. Shout she, out to she's Tanya. great. She's, she's Shout great. out to Tanya. Yeah, Tanya was the reason why we went there. Okay. And, um, and, you know, we never worked in the campground before. It was a good experience. It wasn't my thing. He I didn't s- want to be inside. It, yeah, that's in not reservations. My thing. A, a busy campground, taking people, sites. just not my thing. We yeah. did reservations all day. Super yeah. busy, um, and you know, again, Cape, Cape Cod's nice, but not necessarily the uh, the park, the national park that we're looking for. So, sure enough, next in the middle of the season, Glenn calls us. And he's like, "Hey, remember me?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." He goes, "What about being a kayak guide?" I'm like, "Sure." And so um, he called it. He called Tanya and Tanya. I was gonna work somewhere else because he said I couldn't go home and walk right. the dog. So then he called Tanya. That's right. And he called back and he goes, "Oh, Renee got a good review yeah. from Tanya. Yeah. We'll we'll figure out how she yeah. can walk the dog. We got Raven. You guys come on up. And here. of course, the wow. problem is we never told him the to call there. So Tanya says, "Yeah, oh, we, you guys we... aren't coming back next year." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's awkward. Yeah, Sorry, Tanya. But she was like, She's nice. I want to give them a bad review so they have to come back here, but yeah. I can't do that. She's yeah. a little Southern. She's a little Southern belle, just like Glenn is Southern. Yeah. So it was cute. Yeah. But So anyway, that's how we ended up here. And, uh, and then know. after Cape Cod, we went to Dollywood. Oh, that's right. So I want to talk about Dollywood. All right. So we, our plan was to work a summer job and a fall job. Okay. The last time we did that was in 2017 when we did Dollywood. 
And the reason why is because I end up deciding to work in the winter. I, I, I can't sit around, so I, I had to, I, I wasn't I didn't work the winter before. And I'm, my background is, is accounting, so I, I do taxes. So Tim right there just said that he cannot sit around and I as a coworker can confirm that. Whenever Tim is on a lunch break at Coastal Kayaking, he'll sit and eat lunch and then he'll start wandering around the building because he can't sit still. And this is to the point that I have nicknamed him Wander Tim in coastal kayaking. So <laughs> that gives you any idea. So I think it is good that Tim does taxes in the winter. So he's got something to do. But anyway, back to the show. So, so instead of doing a fall job, now we work a summer job. And then we'll travel a little bit in the fall. And then I go back and I'll do tax work in the winter. It's a perfect Which setup. I'm not a complete slacker. I worked the first two winters. <laughs> one winter for my friend who owned an espresso bar, wine shop, live music place. And the second year I worked for my friend who just ran a wine and cheese shop, like tasting place. Hmm. But they both sold those businesses. So, yeah. um, and we only have one car and we don't want another car. So we don't have to pay insurance and somebody yeah. has to drive it and right. it sits there for eight months. So it doesn't really make sense for me to just work like eight weeks or whatever. So home, it but. works out well now, but the, but we went to Dollywood because again, we were doing that summer that fall. Yes. Right, right. Okay. Yep. Yep. And, and yeah. we, I really liked Dollywood. Okay, let's let's say what were y'all doing at Dollywood. So, um, yes, Tim. By the way, before we say that, Amazon and Dollywood are two big. Like Yellowstone's another one. Yellowstone and the fact that you're working for the concessionaire, they're big work camping things. Like that, they put a lot of effort getting what we call work campers, which are typically true retired people that do the RV full time or part time. And so it's, it's, it's a, these are very popular jobs and Dollywood's another one. And so I, I was like, all right, let me look into this one. And before we went to Cape Cod, I had already applied yeah. and we got the job. So real quick, like, do y'all go like work camper locations or do you tend to just kind of go wherever and hope, see if they have an RV spot? We <laughs> Side tangent. Yeah. Quick. So it's a, it's a good question. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dollywood does not have a work camping program with any campgrounds, right. but the campgrounds are, is that what you mean? Like, it's well, not... I, I was just wondering, like, in do we, the She wants to know, do or, we pick a place and then try to find something when we go, or do you, like, kind of thing? We try not? to have it set up before we I go don't, there. we don't necessarily do... Work camping is actually an organization called WorkCamperNews.com, yeah. and they put jobs out there. Okay. Like, you can belong and get an email every day, and it's like a listing of all the jobs around the country, and you can apply. And they make all the tools for you and all that. We don't really do that. We research an area and try to see what we want to do. Like and then we, we would call or, the business. So yeah, we would. Be and, like, hey, do you have RV spots? Or do we need to find our own? Uh, what's the situation? That's kind of what we do. Gotcha. Um, the first deal uh, was the Grand Canyon. They kind of had it all one-stop shop. Of course, the campground had their own place there, too. So it worked out gotcha. that way. The other places have been more. Amazon kind of a, set us up in a campground. Maple Park, we stayed at the right. RV park. Dollywood did Dollywood not. was like, find your own. They didn't even, Glenn, they're like, uh, here find at, your own campground. Here in Acadia, Glenn has a relationship with the place that we're in, but it's a separate deal. Mm-hmm. And we could say anywhere we want, but he has a deal where it would help us and for is, that. Do guests stay there? Oh, yeah. Oh. only workers? Oh, oh no. no. It's, it's, it's 90% it's tourists. It's a small part of 10% yeah. work. It's workers. basically seasonal work. Oh. It's seasonal people. Whether you work or not, you can stay seasonally there. If you work, and Glenn kind of has a little discount where you can pay a little less um, by staying there. The sites aren't as nice. So we upgraded to a little bit nicer site. And so we still get the discount, but so we pay a little So they, like, put all the workers in one location? Yes. Because I would think that would be nice, you know, people partying. That's exactly right. And then you people go to the campfires, and they all know each other, and there's not people driving through. But we didn't find – it was kind of a weird where you didn't have a lot of personal space. And we wanted a little, so we're still in a seasonal place where it's like that, but it's a little more, it's a bigger So it's site. seasonal people, but they're not work campers right. where we're at. We kind of moved. So we have like a corner site. We have nobody on one side yeah. behind us or in front of us, just on one side of us. You know, and part of, nice. part yeah. of doing what we do is we want to like the space we're in. And mm-hmm. that's like atmosphere. One of the big jobs is go work a Christmas tree lot. Like yeah. go sell Christmas trees, sell and pumpkins, yeah, fireworks or Christmas and that trees is a big it, work. It's camper a short job. period of time. You you live on the lot. You sort of own the lot, if you will, and you not, get not, you not. get paid. Based I know you're on, closed, but can I buy a Christmas tree? You get tree? paid based oh. on how much you sell, but you're parked on the lot, and that's your living place. Yeah, and, you know, no. 
that's not too exciting, right? No. So that's why we don't do that. And that's an example of why we try to find a balance between where we want to be, uh, where we want to live, and also the work. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So she wanted to know about Dollywood. Okay, back to Dollywood. So Dollywood. <laughs> Tim did not. Tim wanted to operate a roller coaster. Y'all, Tim is hanging his head Who right doesn't now? want to operate a roller coaster? <laughs> Renee That's cool. really screwed hey, kids, it up. Climb on in. We're ready to get you. Know, you whatever. That's I have always loved corn dogs, <laughs> and I'm a 90% like vegan. I'm not even kidding. Like I eat. Yeah, you told me you don't really eat meat. I eat it sometimes. I do. Okay. When my mom makes ribs, there's no way I'm saying no. There's certain. Yeah. I have a steak or two a year. Like. I do eat some meat. He eats pretty much none except fish. But um, I just always have had an affinity for corn dogs. And they make them homemade there. They make the oh. batter let's be honest. from scratch. His, let's be honest. Historically, she's a junk food eater. Historically. Yes. Okay. But yes. not... But I'm jalapeno poppers and and chicken wings. Historically, she's got she's changed over the years. I've changed now. To be fair, I didn't eat a salad until I was in college, (laughs) and then I was like, and then I I didn't even know you had to put the dressing on it to make it taste good. What did you eat? Just junk food? No, I didn't eat just junk food, but it was like. Meat and potatoes. This is what's wrong with the world. This is what's wrong with the world. This is the problem we have. We need to have more vegetables. Anyway, so yes, we do need more vegetables, but I will say. All right, and before everyone who is a big health food eater starts throwing my family under the bus for me never having eaten a salad until college, my mother did provide salads when I was growing up. I was just too immature to eat them. I was the type of teenager that called salads rabbit food. So that was on me. Y'all don't come for my mom and my Iowa upbringing on that one. But yes, it was not until college that I had a salad. Anyway, back to the show and back to the corn dogs. I still have just always loved corn dogs. And they like literally (laughs) stick them on the stick, make the batter homemade, dip them and twirl them and fry them like right there. Like the the best corn dog you've ever had. Can I just say say one thing? One thread I think that's really gone through the seven years we've been doing this is we've really liked the people we've worked with or the people that own the place in every place except for Amazon because that was not personal. That was like a corporate thing. But like Mindy... Oh, our manager at Mindy, we loved her. She's great. So good. I mean, our manager Mindy She's from that area... She's been at Dollywood her whole life. 16, 17, not her yeah, whole 20 life, years. But her working life. I mean, life. she's like 30-something years old or whatever. And she's just yeah. been twirling corn dogs, yeah. and she's just happy and personable. Yeah, and we would do person. any. We signed up for like 20, 25 hours a week. Mindy, another son. She's good at selling the work, just, yeah. Can y'all just help me out on Friday? Oh, sh- yes, of course. But how could you say no to her, you know? Sweet, yeah. sweetheart. And, anyway. And then so she was like, you're coming back next year, right? And, of course, we were like, maybe, but we didn't. But, yeah. 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 happens. Yeah. So is Dollywood near Gatlinburg? Yes. 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 Oh, okay. So Pigeon Forge is the cheesiest town on the planet besides Branson. Literally. If you haven't been there. I'm sorry, but it's a cheesy Well, town. cheesy in a... Gatlinburg's pretty cheesy. Yeah, no, but cheesy Pigeon Forge in, is cheesier. Okay. Cheesy and get your cheese on and accept it, and you'll have fun. It's one of okay. those things. Like if you're okay. you're driving through, like I don't know, maybe if I had the kids with me, they'll like it. But if you're like, you know what, we're gonna embrace this, and we did. We had a good. So time. we had a reciprocal card. Yeah. Where we could go to everything free in town, and we spent. I kept track on my phone. We used two over two thousand dollars worth of free tickets in like eight weeks in nine weeks nine weeks yeah wow. we went to every show whether they were terrible or good yeah, not we all of them all. were good believe there me. was a filipino elvis impersonator <laughs> not good not, not great good. but you know what it was free yeah <laughs> but like the the, the the it was you know the mountain opry was great the smoky mountain, the smoky mountain, mountain was, was great. great yeah 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 so anyway we had a good time doing that the work okay i like the people i like the area for the cheesiness but enjoying it i love smokies going hiking and all that the work no, no. i liked it no not for me not for me not about the corn dogs no because i had to stand up in front of register and like no i twirl i'll potatoes. take a number seven you know it's like two corn dogs a large fry and like giant mountain dews and i'm just passing them out all day long and i'm like after and you're 10 like, hours you should not be eating another corn dog I'm like, Mindy, can I can I go to the bathroom? Oh yeah, yeah, you can go. You know, I was like, this I don't know. That's not. I, now I could like shred potatoes. That'd be fine. But the the the, the stand. But, but we also had the live music stage 
right outside of Dogs and Taters. So we had to listen to great music yeah. and And we, we did enjoy the park. We would we had free you could go on all the rides, you can go anytime you wanted to. And there was free lunches. We would they gave us lunch for free. They they take care of the employees really well. There they have a yeah. medical clinic on site, so you have wow. health care. Yeah, I walked in one day and they're like free flu shot. Yeah. Ding. Yeah. And they're I'm really sure they good. did that with COVID too. Yeah. Free COVID shot? Ding. Yeah, they're really good about uh taking care <laughs> of people. So we, we did like that. But um but not necessarily the work, not for me. Would you go back if they, like, you could do a roller coaster? I probably would do a roller coaster job. I mean, who doesn't want to operate a roller coaster? (laughs) Mindy, I'd come back and do corn dogs. I would. I would. I I liked it. Just think about something you could come up to scare all the kids every time they get on the roller coaster. Something (laughs) you could say. It's kind of like what we do out here about the sharks or whatever it is. You know, we're doing kayak tours. He wears his Jaws t-shirt. Yeah, it's fun. That's part of The Jaws t-shirt cracked me up. It works. That was funny. Yeah. Although I'm not, I don't always appreciate the shark comments simply because. No, I know. If people are anxious. Kids get scared. People get scared. I know. Like paddle faster and they're just like, I don't know, know, freaking out. I know. You're Um, right. And you know, it's true. I've had people cry when there's jokes about sharks. Like the kid, I've had kids. Somebody will make a comment about a shark, and all of a sudden the kid's like starting to tear up and cry because he's so afraid. And you know, we're like, Oh, we're just kidding. There's not really sharks. Yeah, when I have people come into customer service and they're like, My wife doesn't want to go. She's scared of great whites. And I said, Well, number one, not that I I have never known of a great white being spotted in Frenchman's Bay or the ocean here. Number two, I'm pretty sure they don't go after big orange kayaks. I mean, See, I'm all, it's I'm, like a movie. I'm like, all about the opposite. I'm like, oh, you don't want to get the green kayak because they like the green ones. Oh, yeah, Tim, I try you're to like, so yeah. bad. Of course, you got to do it. You got to do it. Oh, my God. So, y'all were in Dollywood. And then did you go from there to Florida and then back up here? Yeah, yes. and this is our fourth season here, which Glenn Tucker, you know, it's hard to – we love Maine – like mm-hmm. there's just something about it when you cross the border into Maine this is so true because we said we'd never go to the same place twice there you I don't know it just feels like home and um we know 100% for sure you know five years from now sorry Glenn but we we won't probably be here five years like we want mm-hmm. to explore other places so we haven't even made a decision yet like what we're doing next year and normally we know by now Gotcha. We're kind of torn. Like, we don't know what yeah. we want to do. We like the place. We like it. But I think it's like anything else. Part of the fun is, is something new. You know? Yeah. So that's and we have about maybe four weeks that we can travel between uh, spring and summer. At and least. about six to eight, depending on when we get back to Florida, that we're going to travel between here and, you know, December. So we do, you know, but... You know, eventually we want to go to Alaska and oh, yeah. go out west and maybe even he might not be down for this, but I'm kind of hoping that someday we can like fly to other countries and oh, yeah. get housing and work in different countries. Like he says, I pimp him out. Like <laughs> he's like, you're pimping me out. Like, Hey, you could be a kayak guide in Croatia. Like that would be super New cool. Pretty good for New Zealand. Yeah. We've been to New Zealand. I think I'm too actually. old. I think New Zealand. Higher, I mean, honestly, I think New Zealand focuses on a certain age. Honestly, yeah. that's or, true. Or uh, the Arctic Circle. Like you get to a certain age, like we don't want you. Oh, I think yeah, I'm already at that point. You can get a work. He's a really easy under thirty. I think it's the age thing. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I'm yeah. looking at. Yeah. You I should do it. New Zealand is amazing. We went to Australia and New Zealand, and I have to say, New Zealand is like incredible. Do it. Because yeah. the only thing, though, is I'm like, okay, do I want to do a winter in New Zealand and do, like, skiing year-round, or do I want to do a summer? Oh, yeah, yeah. Which would be our winter. I can't yeah. remember what month I, I we went. I think anything you do year-round might be, might become, ugh, this is, uh you know, like, it's almost good to have the break. I mean, yeah. But, yeah. After discussing taking breaks from jobs and doing certain things, Renee, Tim, and I then went over what they do in their current position, where we all work in Bar Harbor, Maine for coastal kayaking and Acadia bike. Let's tune in. What do y'all do for coastal kayaking? How'd you get involved here? Okay, so I'll go first. So I was hired for customer service. So basically I check people in when they rent bikes, when they go on kayak tours. I book kayak tours, book bike rentals. Um, Also, I usually, when we have cruise ships, but because of COVID, we don't have cruise ships, I work the the pier. So I would 
welcome people off the ships and kind of organize um, who they who were they who they were going with on tours as far as bike tours, hiking tours, kayaking tours, coach tours. Um, since we don't have cruise ships anymore, I'm just in customer service in the office. So that's what I do about 30, 35 hours a week. And Tim, you can say what you do. So I was originally hired to be um, work in the bike shop and be a kayak guide, kind of a combo. Really? Yep. Bike shop included. Yeah, because originally he, uh, the owner would try to do that a lot to kind of cover the bike shop and also do kayak guiding. But he hired like 10 or 15 guides and yeah so we had a lot more people um and that was four years ago and went through the kayak training and became a kayak guide Uh, also uh, trained in doing bike tours and coach tours which is driving people around the park loop road so i did a combination of all those i have to say when he used to do coach tours off the cruise ships these older women would come off the cruise ships and they'd be like oh my god Tim oh we love Tim we just love him and I'm like what do you do to these people like it's just like they don't know I'm his wife but they're just like can you tell the owner whoever that he's just amazing and I'm like what do you do to these people they're just like throwing money on at him it's like making it rain you know like to drive around that wasn't too bad you do have to talk a lot but he must really be nice to those ladies I mean, the guys like you too, but the the older ladies really, yeah, really like you. Okay. I'm just saying. She's pimping you out again. Yeah, pimping you out. <laughs> Go make them tips. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's what we do here, and uh, we like it, and and we like anything else. There's things you would change about uh, about something, but you yeah. know, you take the good with the bad, and it's predominantly good, and we've enjoyed the people we work with, and. And uh, the company, and, and also the area. But do y'all see this in your future, like RVing forever? RV well, forever. I'll, <laughs> I'll say what I think without Uh-oh. us discussing uh, it. Should we say at the same time? One, no. two, three. I um, <laughs> and you can be honest, but I literally hardly think of past like the next year because I just feel like. We have this like fairy tale life. I mean that. Like I feel like it's just like we're so I hate to say blessed, it sounds cliche, but I mean Hashtag we're just like blessed. ha huh? Hashtag. Hashtag yeah. blessed, yeah. yeah. I just feel like we're so lucky, fortunate, whether we planned it or whatever. Um, we just love the freedom. The freedom of we literally can do whatever we want. Literally. It's like do you want to work in another state? Do you want to not work in the winter? Do you want to travel somewhere different? Do you want to store the RV and fly somewhere for a few months? Like we have that kind of freedom, partly because we have financially been smart and partly because we're just so easy. We're just so flexible. We're just like, and we are on the same page like 90% of the time, which we have found not a not a lot of people are we found people that are sure, sure, but we're course. totally like just it's easy with him i'm not trying to be like mushy or whatever but it's just like we're it's easy mm-hmm. so i would say that um, it's easy i would say that yeah i agree i agree and um i think that's the key is we're living in the moment so when you're younger and you're like out of college you're trying to figure out what's my life going to be and you're working towards something we all go through that right mm-hmm. and maybe a lot of your years you're always thinking about the next thing the vacation when we get this when the if you had kids maybe when the kids get out of here or whatever when we can buy this we're living for today there is no if we do this right we can do this tomorrow it's this is what we want to do and I think it mentally it makes such a big difference. You're just focused on, hey, we're just having a great time. And part of that is we don't necessarily have to worry about as much about tomorrow because we kind of figured that out a little bit. And part of it is because we enjoy it. You know, it's a combination of it. And two. we know we can live a lot less expensive. Right. If we want, like if anything ever happened, mm-hmm. we know we can like cut, cut like a lot. I don't know. We can cut it way back. Let's put it this way. She lives with an accountant, so she I keep on top of everything, and she knows that. So she, my whole life's on a she, spreadsheet. She knows. <laughs> I have a spreadsheet yes. that my life's yeah. on until I'm 95, but and I'm not exaggerating. But it's not tough. It's it's. <laughs> we have a spreadsheet out till 95. Yeah. This yeah. is no exaggeration. We, I, I have a financial model that I built that has so, that Well, and our financial advisor, whoever you work with. Yeah. I have a book 
that my life is on a spreadsheet till 95. We actually, we don't, I know this isn't, this isn't the podcast, but we actually do a budget and we, it's a budget that's comfortable. We don't have. This could be part of the podcast because it's a good thing. Yeah. Well, do y'all do, because I do a budget every month. Yeah, we yeah. do. We okay. do. Yeah. Okay. And we live yeah. to it. We, 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 I do like a, I, I do like, we start out the new year. I kind of blow out the year. Here's what it's going to look like. We're going to work here and make oh, this wow. much. Here's where we're going to live. Here's where we're going to. What do the dogs need for vaccines? What do we need for health care? Where are we going to travel? For, yeah. what, Gas. And then, we, and then after that, we try to break it down into more of a you know monthly type, and and we focus, on, we stay on that. And if something goes wrong, we adjust the future. So if we had to like get something done in the motorhome that we weren't expecting, maybe we won't go do that thing at the end of the year because we want to stay to the even though we could, we want to stay to the budget because we're more concerned about long term yeah. without having to say oh we got to go back and do the jobs we had before. We want to keep the lifestyle we have and also be able to make a decision. You're asking about hey, you guys want to buy a house at some point. We might, and we don't want to be locked in where we couldn't. So we try to be disciplined with the finances. We don't go crazy, you know. We, yeah. we so yeah. Huh. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. One last quick question that came up for me, and then we'll wrap it up. So, do you think this would have been possible had you worked your corporate jobs before, or do you think if you started out doing this, you would be in the same spot, or do you think you had to do that twenty-year slog through the nine-to-five to? Okay, yeah. here's what I here's what Great I think. Great question. Yeah. I th- would we have or could we have? What's the like it We certainly could have. We certainly I th- I really truly believe because Well, like cuz y'all are saying you're in a good financial position, which is awesome, but I'm just Not everybody is. Not everybody is, and so I just as someone who's since seasonal life or been a student, I'm kind of like, okay, is it how you, do you, you do can you can pieces? do it? Yeah. You can do it. I think it's it depends on so a couple things. It's it's probably more difficult. Although, you know, we had a house and we had a certain living way of living that you don't have to have. You don't if you never do that, you don't miss it, right? Yeah. So we were a little more bougie, little bit, little bit, a little more yuppie. Not crazy. No, I mean, but we were. We were pretty I mean, we were. good about keeping our expenses down, but we weren't. We kind of allowed that and. So, a little bit of lifestyle inflation. Yes, okay. yes. Okay. And so if you never really do that and you're used to seasonal work, you don't have to have the 20-year slog. If, okay. if you're comfortable, the only thing I worry about is when you're at a retirement age where you can't do the things you can do now when you're young, uh, how mm-hmm. do you support yourself? Mm-hmm. So you got to have some level of... Like an IRA. you got to have some yeah, retirement. Some savings. I think you need to focus on that at some level. And the younger you start putting just a little bit away, the much more it will be later on. It won't even hurt you to put a little bit away now. Just a little bit, and it pays off so much later. And people don't think about that because, you know, we don't have to. Wait till we're older. But you can't catch up when you're older. And so that's what we do, and, um, and that's what we've done. And it works out. Could we have not done? Sure, I think you could. I think you, you could do it. We All right, everyone, I wanted to stop, pause the show here real quick to highlight something that Tim was talking about with different retirement accounts, because although retirement accounts are something that can be really boring to talk about, they are something that is very important and something I believe everyone should invest in. So retirement accounts are investment accounts, and so your money will earn compound interest, which will just earn you more money over time. So it's like your money is working for you. And a lot of the times the normal nine to five jobs come with certain benefits like an employee sponsored retirement account, for example, a 401k. However, a lot of seasonal jobs or parkies jobs do not offer employee-sponsored retirement plans, and so I think it's really important, especially for parkies or people who work um, non-traditional jobs in that way, to set up an IRA for themselves. And IRA stands for Individual Retirement Account, and it's it's an account that you have control over and that you alone are contributing to. And so there are two different types of IRAs. There's a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA. IRA. And so a traditional IRA, your money is not taxed when you put it in your account, 
but then you know that money earns compound interest and then that amount is taxed when you withdraw it so you end up paying more money in taxes since you're going to hopefully be withdrawing a greater amount than you put in versus a Roth IRA you are taxed the money that you put in the account and so then that money although it is less initially since it's after taxes it grows with that compound interest and then you when you withdraw that money it's not taxed and so you end up paying less taxes on taxes in the long run because you're paying tax on a smaller amount that you initially invested and then both of these accounts you can withdraw at the age of 59 and a half so there are age limits to when you can access that money and there's also income um, specifications with the account. So if you make over a certain amount of money, you cannot contribute to a Roth IRA. You can only contribute to a traditional IRA. But again, I believe that everyone should set up some sort of IRA account um, for themselves. Because again, everybody, inevitably, we are going to get older and uh, our bodies are not going to do what they used to be able to do. And, you know, I don't want to work every day for the rest of my life. So I've started my own retirement account. And again, real quick, the two different IRAs. One is a traditional where the money is not taxed that you put into it, but is, is taxed when you withdraw. And then you have a Roth IRA where the money is taxed that you initially put in but you do not pay taxes on the money you withdraw from that account. So, anyway, so go set up, after this episode, go set up your IRA. All right, enough with the money talk, back to Tim and Renee. Here's what I also I'm going to say. It depends on your personality, oh, okay? okay? Mm-hmm. Tim is a little, he's more of a planner. Mm-hmm worries a little bit more about things which I don't so I feel like his personality he has less stress and it's easier for him to do something like this if he has that little nest egg to fall Mm -hmm. back on if your personality is you're laid back you don't get stressed easy doesn't matter you're cool with you know pivoting and you know absolutely doing something different on the fly and you're you know just laid back and easy, then I think if you have that personality, go for it. I can tell you right now. I'm if def- you have his personality and you have no savings, I'm definitely I'm not sorry, somebody it would be that, harder. But I'm definitely not somebody that says, oh, you got to go do the grind no. and save your money and you should save for the future and all that. I think you got to do what's right for you. And the fire movement doesn't necessarily yeah. care about that. It's like there's the, this. some people think go work uh, two years and take two years off. And go travel. Go work two years. There's that concept too. And you know what? I don't. I'm not a big proponent of. Let me go work from 24 to 62, and all I do is work and save my money, and then I live my life. I don't think that's the way to do it either. Yeah, your no. Right. Right. You know, and probably his parents are going to listen to this, but I mean, they raised five kids, and then they retired, and the first year, his parents got a work camping job in Iowa at what's the theme park? Adventureland? Yes. That place. And they, lo- they loved it. <laughs> they amazing. loved it. They loved it. And a then, lot of work, but they loved it. Oh, no, wow. wait. Maybe they were at Amazon They first. did Amazon. They, they loved Amazon. They did Amazon first. Yeah, they loved it. And his mom stepped off a curb yeah. and shattered her knee. Yeah. <gasps> Surgery, eight months recovery, yeah. and they had just retired. Ooh. So my point is, you know, it's like... Yeah, what is your point? Don't wait. Yeah. Sometimes you don't want to wait. Until well, you're, they're still having fun. They're right? having yeah. a great time. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot more you can do yeah. when you're young. I don't think you should always plan for tomorrow. I think you need to live for today. I think it's a balance. I, yeah. I think it's a balance. I mean, yeah. We were, we're just fortunate enough to do it in the reverse. We're happy we have how we've done it. Plenty of people Part who, of its luck. Part of its luck. Who started young in this nomad lifestyle, and they're perfectly happy, fulfilled, Everything's great. I wouldn't change anything. We've met more people, done more things, had in a simpler lifestyle than we would have the old lifestyle. I would not have changed it, whether I had the, the slog of twenty years or not. If I even started, I would just stay with this. I think. Yeah, I I sacrifice a lot. Yeah. To just I think keep you're living doing what more. we're doing. You're living more than 
at least for us. Not everybody would want to do it, but I think I feel yeah. like you're living. Some of our friends it. think we're crazy. Yeah. I mean, some of our friends have four thousand square foot homes and I mean, a boat my, and yeah, nice young, cars and. My youngest sister is a numbers person, and she loves her stability and her yeah. cubicle and crunchy numbers, and that's not for me. <laughs> but see, we kind of—he kind of used to be like that. Yeah. I never, but I always knew all along way. This, I was never going to do it. I was never let me work my way and be. This is my. I was always. Someday I'm not going to do this. Like that's a means to an my, end. That's what I kept telling myself. Someday. He's like, and, let's get and out. We of did. It. We planned it right, right from the beginning, pretty much. After a few years into it, you know. I He's like, like we are wasting our life. Yeah. This is so, not what life's about. But everybody's different. Yeah. So. Fair enough. Well, thank you both for your yeah. time. I wish we could interview you. <laughs> well, well, funny enough. funny enough for everyone that has been uh, with the Parkies podcast since its beginning back in the day with Dalton you know that there is actually an interview an episode with me on it I believe it's episode like 10 or something like that y'all can go back and look at it if you want (laughs) hear my young naive uh, interview self if you really care to but Anyway, I just really want to thank Renee and Tim for their time and their story. I think it was super interesting to talk to some people who were working corporate life beforehand and then saw living in an RV as the way they wanted to go and they worked for it and they had a plan and I think it's really worked out for the best for them. For those of y'all that are curious, the Parkies podcast does have social media. We've got a Facebook page and an Instagram, both under the Parkies podcast, and you can like both of those if you want. As well as I want to mention, if you were wanted to research further about the retirement accounts and investing and different ways you can set yourself up for financial success, even while working seasonal jobs and having a non-traditional cash flow, you can look, I'm sure Google has a lot of answers to that, as well as Tori Dunlap with The Financial Feminist has her own podcast and she has a really good um, investment for beginners episode. So you don't even need to be a woman or a feminist to glean from Tori Dunlap and that episode is uh, episode 9. Again, a beginner's guide to investing. I think she breaks it down really well. It's very helpful to learn from her. And I'll include a link for that episode in the show notes as well. So again, thank you everybody for listening to this episode of the Parkies podcast. Uh, It's been windy and rainy here in Bar Harbor, but wherever you are, I hope you're having a good time and happy trails. too much no <laughs> oh sorry i edit <laughs> like are we just rambling only five minutes oh. of this is gonna go on so. okay yeah. yeah you're just in a trailer you're not actually getting an episode no i'm just kidding yeah. <laughs> getting an episode. we don't care <laughs> <laughs>